From the fabulous WSUM Madison Studios, it's Do It Live, hosted by the Do It Geeks. Today's topic is technology in the print publishing industry. You can put all your textbooks in your pocket, but should you? Joining us from the University Bookstore, Steve Scheibel. Along with our regular geeks, Ty Christian, Teresa Saldana, and Adam Wiesenfar. And now, broadcasting live and local on 91.7 FM, streaming worldwide on WSUM.org, and broadcasting today from the Health Sciences Learning Center, please help me welcome my co-host, Ty Christian. Radio show on the planet. Yeah! And we are here live at the EW Bookstore, right here at HSLC, the Health Science 750 Highland Ave. Yeah. And it's uh, it's a wonderful Thursday afternoon. Thank you very much for tuning in with us. We are the most connected radio show on the planet. Check out our website, doit.wist.edu forward slash radio. That's doit.wist.edu forward slash rad. I.O. was his name-o. <laughs> and here with us, of course, we have Adam Wiesenfarth, hey, our wonderful co-host. Teresa's here, too, as she well. Is, yeah. We're getting things set up here at the HSLC. So, uh, like I said, we are live. If you want to swing by the HSLC, the, the bookstore, we're currently inside of the wonderful bookstore here at the HSLC with all the hustle and bustle of all the wonderful doctors-to-be and doctors-that-are. that doctors that are. And nurses. Don't forget nurses. And nurses. And nurses, and healthcare professionals, and x-ray technicians. That's excellent. But and f- new people that could be on House. Yeah. I'm so addicted to that show, House. Oh, really? Yeah, I love oh. it. Hey, anyway, we're going <laughs> to uh, go to our news in just a little bit, but first we wanted to get a special guest on the phone here. Steve Scheibel is with the University Bookstore. We just wanted to talk to you a little bit about the changes that have happened in the print publishing industry. Which, okay. Uh, I'm, th- there's been a lot of change over the last five to ten years, right? Yes. Well, about 10 years ago, there wasn't uh, really such a thing as a digital textbook. So I guess the changes we've had have been pretty large, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Nothing even close to it 10 years ago. And there were no online book resellers either? Uh, No. So if you needed a book, you'd have to go straight up, you know, straight to the bookstore and, uh, and purchase your books, and there was no other way to do it. Right. We used to have a community full of independent bookstores. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of changed the way you guys have to do business because a large part of your business used to revolve around getting textbooks into students' hands every semester and then buying them back at the end of the semester. Which we still do. Right. But it's somehow the Internet is cutting into the number of books that are sold overall. It is, it is, it is new competition indeed. It's been a gradual um, switch to Amazon for not just textbook buyers, but book buyers altogether. I think in the last three or four, it's been more marked, marketed. Sure. But you'd, you'd still say that most textbooks are still sold in the form of a book and bought by students off of a shelf yes. these days. In term, talking about e-books and digital content, yes. At this point, most students still use print. Okay. Now, does the bookstore offer any options for e-books for, uh... We offer options, indeed, when an instructor makes it available and a publisher has put it together. To be honest, the demand has not been overwhelming from, from the students, even when price is an amazing difference. In other words, a textbook might be 180 and an ebook might be 90. Really? At this point, the majority of students are still opting for the print version. Do you think that'll change once uh, you know, things like tablets and iPods, uh, th- those sort of things get more popular with the students? Yes. Um, those things are popular with students at this point. Those of us in the industry and the, the crystal ball gazers have, have sensed that there was a generation about to arrive that had been born into it. We're not quite there. Not quite there. But when eight-year-olds have iPhones, <laughs> which I think is the case now. Yeah, right, it's right, true. Yeah. Right? They're going to start um, demanding more things in electronic form, I'm guessing. Yes. Tom Robbins once wrote a book about a hitchhiker who had a giant thumb, okay? You can look it up. <laughs> sure. And I think that the seven-year-olds, by the time they get here, mm-hmm. with the texting they've done, will have mammoth, muscular <laughs> thumbs, right? <laughs> Just waiting to, to continue to use a small screen to, uh, to teach themselves molecular biology and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Russian or whatever it might be. So well, I, I think it's coming. It's not today. It's not this year. Mm-hmm. 
it will be within the next five or six years, I think. So what are some of the pros and cons of uh, e-books versus traditional books? What I hear from students is, is, is the book that lies flat on the desk, that, ha- that takes a yellow highlighter, that they've, they're used to in terms of the pedagogy, the problems in the back of the book, the solutions here, the, the index or whatever. Right. Uh, and it's, it's something they've used for a long time, they're comfortable with. Right. They and- used it all through, through elementary and high school. Yeah. And it works. Sure. Certainly the e-books can do all of that and more, mm-hmm. um, but students aren't quite that ready for it. They're using it. And I would guess maybe in some courses as many as 3 or 4% are opting for an e-book. Still, that's but pretty... you would have guessed a much larger percentage. Well, you know, I don't know. I have heard not only yourself but other folks talking about this in the press of late, and I'm sure it's commensurate with the end of the semester. But it, it seems like there's getting more foothold because there's now you know, the Kindle and the Nook Yes. Um, and all iPad, iPad, iPod. Right. Mm-hmm. And even several years ago, there were some textbooks that were coming with a CD-ROM that had lots of material on there. And is that becoming more and more the norm? Um, CDs are gone. Okay. Okay. Um, just like they're gone pretty much everywhere. If you need any sort of software, any sort of program, any whatever, it's a download. The, C- mm-hmm. the CD is, is gone. Uh, the CD was developed by publishers to offer something to instructors and students, right, mm-hmm. to improve their market share. They developed it. Uh, They're the ones who are developing the e-books as well. Because they kind of have a, a hold on the content. They have a hold on the content and the process. I mean, it, it, developing a textbook is, it has never been something that's done, you know, in a six-week rush-rush period. Sure. Uh, it might be 18 months. You might talk to an author. It may be two and a half years. I don't know. You, you've never actually seen my, uh, my calculus book. That I, I have a feeling that was probably a six-week process. But, um, but there's lots but, of committee meetings and school boards and yeah, all sorts of other stuff. At, 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 the element, at the high school level and in the collegiate level, certainly they need to develop problems and then they send it out to reviewers. Right. They send back recommendations. So an instructor is, it knows that if a financial accounting book or whatever is coming across from McGraw-Hill or Wiley or, or one of the major college publishers, mm-hmm. that it has, been, has gone through that whole process. It's been well vetted. It's been well vetted. It's been well edited and whatever. And so publishers are, are the ones who are developing the e-book as well. Sort of as an offshoot of their their print book, mm-hmm. they're making ebooks available, and so you kind of have to wait on them f- to pick whatever direction they're going to go. And well, what... one thing is is they developing it based on the model that they had with 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 the textbook, right? Which starts with flat on the desk, yellow highlighter, index, right? Mm-hmm. At this point, nothing's been developed that says this is better than a book because it's digital. An alternative to the book, it's the same product. Okay. Other, except you, you have access to it with your fingers. It seems kind of strange that, uh, as you said, most publishers are not opting to do more books in digital format. Because I would assume that you know when they're putting the books together, when they're editing them, that kind of thing, they're right. probably doing it all on a computer anyway, and they have to send it to printers oh, to oh, be. No, most of the basic textbooks are available in a digital format. Oh, okay. But keep ah. in mind, it's the textbook. There's no additional content that comes with it. There may be some links and some some uh, uh, guided study and problems that are that you don't get with the textbook, study guides or whatever. Certainly, they can fit more in they can mm-hmm. fit the world into a into a download, but it's still the textbook. And so, what you're seeing is then these publishers are adding on a website and then additional content that right. you get from a code or something when you buy the book. Sometimes, and sometimes just buying the book gets you there. Mm-hmm. When you talk about an e-book, it's you actually are purchasing an e-book as an alternative alternative to a print book. Right. So that's all you've got, and right. it's available either as a, as a download or or, or access to a website. But what you get there, what you're going to get is the textbook. It's microeconomics. My roommate's got a book. He's curled up in a chair because he. The book is just right. Sure. Right. Sure. I've got it on my laptop. It's the same content. Right. It's just. Is some there any point, the students will be ready, mm-hmm. and at some point, I'm going to guess somebody's going to develop the product specifically for the for the digital platform. It, It'll still do the same thing. When you're done, you can speak Russian. Right. When you're yeah. done, you can pass the accounting exam. Mm-hmm. But the digital platform uh, makes available different pedagogical tools. I think at some point, the digital thing will not look like a textbook. 
Gotcha. Okay, so you, you bring together the students with the large thumbs and, and the, uh, the development of uh, digital content tenders down the line, and then it's different. And, and you might have some sort of 3D environment, which is the new sort of norm. Uh, you know. well, a 3D environment, um, new ways of teaching Russian and, calc- and calculus based on digital, uh, um, right? When I yeah, play Angry probably Birds, video. I, can out, I can go out and get myself a, a clue at the touch of a... Right? Yeah, sure. Touch of a finger, right? Yeah. If I can't get over this. I mentioned this, but, you know, any sort of digital game, right? Mm-hmm. Boom, right away you've got some feedback. You didn't have to get into the Nintendo Power magazine like you did back in the day before. We had exactly. lots of internet. Exactly. So the, the learning process will, will take advantage of that eventually. Mm-hmm. So perhaps right the, now, new vi- the, new, uh, the new textbooks, the e-textbooks, will be shipped with digital TAs as well. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Your, your own, your own um, yes, your own pet her name is, is Rhonda. <laughs> and like, you know, like the GPS. Oh, yes. And it tells you, right? If, if but, well, my, my GPS is named Beverly. But, All right. Uh, well, there you go. And Rod, <laughs> Rhonda will help you through Russian. Steve Shabble, thanks very much uh, for being on the phone here with us today. Uh, we are Do It Live. Uh, we are live here at the HSLC uh, bookstore. Yes, we right are, out, sir. Out here. So, and and with me, of course, is uh, is Adam. Still, how you doing? <laughs> He's still here. Still as ever. Yeah. And uh, today, yep, we're live out here at the HSLC Tech Store. Uh, Teresa is here too. Yes, I am. It's yeah. a very nice store. Yeah. If you haven't been out here, you really should stop. Yeah. By. So, st- so uh, stop by. We've got an extra mic if you want to come uh, chat today. We're talking about eBooks and the eBook revolution. Yeah, uh, as always, we are the we are the most connected radio show on the planet. Although we're one less connected today since we. <laughs> Since we're out here on location, we do not have our you know, trusty phone number with us. So if you want to get in, in touch with us, please uh, email us at radio at doit.wist.edu or check out our website, doit.wist.edu forward slash radio for any of the other 15 or so odd ways to get in touch with us here. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, indeed. And as always, well, not as always because we had to start with Steve, but um, we wanted to... Almost as always. Yes. Uh, we have to have our... Obligatory segment because it's always current and, and relevant. It's the news. Teresa Saldana with the news. Oh, yes. The news, yeah. There's the news. I just can't believe how many com- how many companies are compromising user data lately. Really? Yeah. Because we had Sony and now and Apple had you know some controversy with the iPhone, with the caching of yeah. locations. And now it's Facebook, apparently. Oh, no. First my kid. Oh. First, my PS3 gets hacked. Then, uh, <laughs> then Apple is tracking where I go on my iPod, and now, now, uh, now people know about all all my Facebook apps. Now you're, people know about my Farmville. Yep. Farm are, my, are my cows okay? I think your cows will be fine. Uh, it's, it has to do. Oh God. Um, it has to do with how the apps access your profile to do things on your behalf. Like it could, um, it. I think it would post like for advertisements and things and borrow your pictures and and say like so and so is using this product or something. Oh, that doesn't. Sound I know good. we all have, we all have that stuff turned <laughs> off. But I'm just I'm just picturing a big. So they so they steal your photo and they put a product in front of it and like Ty is using you know like. Uh, in the, have you tried Ben Gay Tyaz? You know, it's like <laughs> just a big picture of the Ben Gay bottle in front of my face or something like that. Is that what they do? Is that what it is? I'm not sure because I I, I don't know. I limit all that stuff. I don't even put any apps on Facebook because no, I think it's, that's, it's really it's just really a bad idea. It's it's the number one way to have bad things happen to you security wise yes. with the Facebook is the apps sort of uh, get all sorts of access to stuff and then they let other bad people in mm-hmm. so through your Facebook account. Since then. Facebook has changed the protocol for how these apps interact with your data, but apparently mm. uh, it doesn't uh, compensate for the fact that so many people have already been compromised. Yeah. And they don't know how many. They just know this bug exists and mm. has possibly been sent out to other third-party companies sure. um, that could now use this data. So it's anybody's guess as to how much of your data has been compromised, but they recommended... Changing your Facebook account password and sure, oh, just of course, getting all your security settings up to date. Of and, course, uh, maybe you should re- really rethink that Farmville account. Uh, you, you, what you should really do is go on our website at forward slash radio and go find our podcast and episode number five. It's all about security. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Stefan and Monica were with us and gave all sorts of great tips about how you can keep your computer and your apps and all that stuff secure. So go check that out and all the other stuff that's on our website too. Mm-hmm. So what else we got going on in New State, Teresa? 
okay, so uh, another thing that's going on is this uh, thing called NFC technology, which basically in a nutshell is a technology that could be applied in uh, like your cell phone, like your iPhone, mm -hmm. um, and allow you to pay for things on the fly. Ooh. Oh, so instead yeah. of swiping your credit card, you'd swipe your phone. Yeah, I think yeah. it has something to do with maybe they put like a little barcode on the back of your phone, something like that. It's, it's or maybe on the display. Yeah, that can, that when the, mm -hmm. on the iPod or on, on the i, I guess it is, iPod and iPhone commercials. They've got mm -hmm. it where uh, it says you can you know now you can pay with your iPhone and it comes up with a little barcode that the guy mm -hmm. turns the phone to like the bar scanner. So maybe that is that it. I know they're doing that for Starbucks. You can go to Starbucks now with your iPhone. Yeah, pay. well, it's the same technology that's been in the touch or, or near. It's called it's near field. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the C stands for, but um, cash con <laughs> connection, mm -hmm. um, and it it's lets very yeah very short range signal less than an inch yeah. usually mm -hmm. something in that range, and it's it's a chip that can fit inside of a credit card. It's that small, right? And mm -hmm. what they're doing is they're going to start building that in. And Jesse was reporting again way back when that uh, that's going to be in the new iPhone fives if and when those get released. Yeah, because apparently Visa is they're gearing up to have it ready this fall. Oh. oh, yeah, that's right. I saw the uh, the CEO of Visa on CNBC yesterday who was talking about and trying to explain the whole thing. But mm -hmm. what they're really trying to do is to streamline the whole payment system, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Any way for them to get their money faster, sure. Yeah. Well, or, or for people to make more impulsive buying. Mm -hmm. I mean, well, ever, oh, since, ever since Steam came out and, it, you know, there's no more – I don't go to the to the box stores to buy my video games anymore. It's just kind of like – you know, I just have to have two clicks, and I have the video game. You know, what? it's like uh, fifty bucks. I got, I got fifty bucks. Click, click. It's mm -hmm. mine. It's mine. Yeah. Because now, and now you I, won't even have to reach for your wallet. I mean, many online stores you don't even have to do that now. If you have your payment information saved with them, they're like, we've got it right here. Just yeah. click, click the just buy click button. What? Just go ahead. Yeah, it's so convenient. And then it's just ramen noodles for the rest of the rest of the week. But yep. do, I mean, do you know how many? I mean, it's literally trillions of dollars that Visa handles I don't know, every quarter. Yeah. It's in, it's a, just an insane amount. It of money. is incredible, and they said this could be potentially applied for tons of things. Oh, yeah. So sure. this could replace. You know, we were talking about QR codes a couple weeks back. Those little yeah. black and white blotchy little codes mm -hmm. that yep. appear on yep. posters and things. Yep. Well, now they could do this NFC um, technology, and what they could do. One one example they gave was if you uh, saw a poster for the new Tron movie, and if this had the NFC technology, you could walk up, touch your phone to it, instead of being taken to a website, it would actually download the trailer so you could watch it. But wouldn't wouldn't the poster need an NFC chip in it? It has sure. to have some sort of contactless reader transmitter thingy. Yeah. Poster, wouldn't it? I would think they're going to make the chips fairly inexpensive because, I mean, eventually, but you I mean, put it, this in all kinds of products. Sure. But for a poster, I mean, if you're running out, you know, running you know, off, like, like tens of thousands. No, of no, posters. no. I mean, like the poster at the movie theater. But yeah, oh, the, the, the box not the ones that are selling to end users, but the ones that they actually have at the theater. I was just thinking yeah. around walking around State Street and trying to put your phone up to like the poster, and it would just <laughs> no, like, download five hundred no, different no. things. Not that poster. You know, Little Rails new single. No promotional and... posters, not posters <laughs> you would buy to take home. I see. I see. But they'd have them on barcodes at stores or something. Well, or... and and then if you have your phone, you wouldn't have to have your wallet. So. If you have your phone, now you have not only the internet and your email mm -hmm. and your calendar. But now you get your credit card. Ah, mm -hmm. but here's another, here's something on that that would be, I mean, mm -hmm. what if what people, if, what if your phone gets stolen? Yeah, what if you lose it? People Remotely wipe it, you're done. You're done. Yep. That's I all hope, you gotta I do. Hope, <laughs> and you just link the, the NFC technology, it has to, and, and I'm, they may be building this in, but that you have to be online yeah. to do it. You have to be able to complete the transaction, and if you're not online... Sure. So if you try to buy something and you're online, your your phone it the it's like for example the iPhone mm -hmm. Apple's website's ready and waiting to send that signal. It's looking yeah. for my phone. Oh sure. So as soon as they try to buy something, they can kill it. And this will probably make it more advanced. As soon as they buy something, the that purchase could perhaps automatically deactivate the phone. I think or or maybe track them. I think it'd be are. cool if you could mm -hmm. have to like enter not only one pin on your device, but a second pin on a keypad. You know, have mm -hmm. a couple different authentication. Oh, identity factors. verification. Oh, yeah, would be that great. would be a good idea. Yeah, that yeah, would be a really good idea. Yeah, hey, so Apple, you if just... you're listening, you can send the checks to uh, <laughs> Ty Christian. So swipe your phone. Care of do it live. Swipe <laughs> your fingerprint. Give a little drop of blood. Yep. Passes on to Steve Hair Jobs. Sample. We've got lots of great suggestions yeah. just for yeah. him. <laughs> hey, and speaking of well. I know you, you were going to talk about this, but uh -huh. uh, with the in, in other news, you were talking about yeah. Facebook leaking earlier today. 
Yeah. Do you want to go into that Facebook, the other Facebook news? The other. Oh about yeah. Google? Oh, Facebook and Google. See, uh, you know, there's like a love hate relationship. I know it two. is. Great Google. I know. Movie. So now Facebook apparently has admitted admitted to hiring a PR firm <laughs> to smear Google. Ooh. So if you've been hearing a lot of anti-Google stuff right now about how Google's leaking your information, giving it to the government, selling it off, well, Facebook's been paying oh. a company to oh uh, sad the kids are even to write sad up about articles that. and I think there was some quote in here that says the the American people must be made aware of. The now immediate intrusions into their deeply personal lives, Google is cataloging and broadcasting every minute of every day. <laughs> oh, my God. Without all, the permission. Anytime, all the time. See, here's the thing. And Somebody I, call the ambulance. Where's, where's it's my, not true. <laughs> is, are the cameras watching us? Oh, yes, oh they, my are. Gosh, Look, they are. They are. This is, this is, this is hey, a, if, we could be, if we could be broadcast right now via Google, hey, that's great advertisement. I'd love that. <laughs> I would do that. Yeah, this let's is, do it. This is the thing that I think XKCD put perfectly. Um, for your folks at home, XKCD is a webcomic. Gets updated for, every for Monday, nerds. Wednesday, Friday. Beautiful. X- very X- funny. XKCD.org. Yep. And it's it's very funny, but it's usually topical and technology and kind of geeky nerdy It's pretty nerdy. Absolutely. If, if, you don't, if you don't do math, probably XKCD is not for you. But, but hey, if you listen to us, you'd probably be a fan. That's right. That's right. But, you know, they, 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 they put this perfectly, and, and this is exactly what I thought, and then they put it into comic book form, so I'm pretty sure they stole this idea from my head. But it was oh, what, no. it's one of those things where it was like, you know, somebody, it was, it was back a, maybe a year ago, and they were saying, oh, Google, you know, Google has all of your information. Google has your passwords. Google has your documents now. Oh, now you can pay with Google, so Google has your credit cards. And, and I was thinking, like, okay, sure. <laughs> but you know, Google has become so big, so ubiquitous. They have pretty much all the money in the entire. I mean, they're the biggest technology company, hands down. But just but not the number one technology brand anymore. Oh, right? that's oh, yeah. very true. But oh. but like you know, it's one of those things where it's like you know, I can just imagine them sitting in a in a in a room and they're like, okay, now we have all we have all of the users' information. What are we going to do with it? Oh, we're going <laughs> to exploit it to make money. And then some guy in the back raises his hand and is like, wait a minute, sir. Don't, no evil. Don't we, don't we already have, like, all the money <laughs> in the world? Don't we have more money than we can possibly even count? Yeah, they got a lot of employees to pay and feed and yeah. house and do laundry for, though, you too. Ever, have you ever seen Google headquarters? I've seen the pictures. Oh, my goodness. Coolest so, headquarters ever. So then it's like, you know, I mean, even if they wanted to do evil with that with that. Uh, with that data, like, why would they? They already have all the money. The only thing that they would be, you know, the only reason they would use it for evil would be to make money. But they're already making so much money, there'd be no reason for them yeah. to ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, that's the other thing this week is uh, the most valuable brand Uh-oh. is not Google anymore. It, it is Apple. 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 Yep. That, that happened this week. So I, 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 I love that. Uh, I love that record company. <laughs> Apple Core. Apple Core. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so I think partially it's because they now have an amazing amount of market capital in their stock because mm-hmm. their stock has just gone up and up and up and up. Um, because people apparently want their products. We yeah. can't keep the iPads in stock, iPad 2s in stock at the store. Really? Yeah. No. Still. Wow. Still. Well, we, you know, I, I say we blame Apple, but they're, <laughs> I'm sure they're shipping them as fast as they can, but hopefully they're, they're really actually not just holding them up from us. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're doing all right. Um, hang on. Ro- Ro- Ross, Ross, hey, Ross Yankee's what's here. What's up, Ross? Yeah. yeah our first, uh, our first return guest. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, welcome, Ross. Oh, I'm honored. Yeah. It's Foxconn's fault for the... Oh, yeah. Oh, well, is it, is it the earthquake's fault? No, 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 no. I think it's just a supplier problem uh, that they're saying Foxconn just can't make them fast enough, and they're having uh, labor issues and materials issues, and so... Oh, my gosh, yeah. Really? Fox, Foxconn the with, the, with the labor issues. There was, a, there was a story about that yesterday where they were, their, their workers now have to sign, like, no suicide packs because they're, oh. they're you know, in China, it's, it's just so... The, Conditions are so bad. Mm. Yeah, mm. and Apple says that they're not using companies that you know do that, but uh, well, it's they, hard. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's hard to, to yeah. 
to but, make but, products in China and not have run into human rights and, issues. And the other question is, how much money are they and fuel and resources are they spending? And not just Apple, but any technology company who assembles things in China or Taiwan mm-hmm. or sadly Japan, mm-hmm. because they're having some issues. And that's why uh, there's another thing is that um, a lot of the big chip and glass manufacturers are located in Japan yeah. and they're kind of down because of the earthquake and all of their precise stuff got knocked out of place. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. there's some other supply chain issues that are probably coming into effect as well. Is that the Gorilla Glass people in, or something? Uh, like op, you know, optical glass. Optical Folks who glass, make yeah. cameras and lenses, mm-hmm. apparently a lot of that is made in Japan uh-huh. and mm-hmm. there's a shortage of that. So says one of our associate producers, Mr. Matt. Yeah. So there's that. So there we go. Um, do you have any any other last minute news you'd like to cover here? Oh, the other thing I wanted to talk about yeah. since a lot of uh, there's been a lot of speculation about when Apple's going to release it. So I believe it's going to be at the Worldwide Developers Conference in June. Mm-hmm. Is that Google has launched their music beta cloud service? So oh. uh, it's by invitation only. But at this point, uh, the folks who get the invitation can upload their music and listen to it anywhere. Mm. Oh my gosh! Which is really cool. I think sweet. Amazon's doing That's that too. That's the way that we're going. Digital lockers. <laughs> Man. Don't doubt it. I gotta say. But there's just there's just no point to storing everything at home anymore. No. Having your own copy of everything. If we all have the internet, we're all streaming Netflix. But it's nice to look at it on the shelf, isn't it? You know, eh. I don't know. I think... It does take I'm, up space. I, you know, I like... Netflix. I like being able to look up a movie, watch it, and then not have to worry about where did my copy go. Yeah. I can even watch it on my phone. Yeah. I didn't even figure that out until a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I can watch Netflix on my phone. It'll just start streaming. And you know, and if you get awesome. rid of the if you get rid of the clutter of your in your apartment or your house, <laughs> you know, you can you can make it look very like you know, there's almost nothing in there, very Art Nouveau. Mm-hmm. You know, you can look like you're living in an art museum. Yeah. Aww. Have a little stand with like a sing a single vase on and it. And all Apple products, you would look so. Oh, and sweatshirt <laughs> or the, the yeah the what is it the gray turtleneck yeah I have to get one of those black turtleneck black whatever black turtleneck know. white sneakers white sneakers skinny jeans <laughs> uh, and indie music playing oh every, so much everywhere. indie music <laughs> all right oh my gosh speaking of indie music yeah. I think it's just about time for us to to throw to the break uh, all right so uh, we'll be right back with more do it live right after these. Hot indie hits.
Dinky Wizard, whose name was Larry Smarter. Larry, why weren't you in Professor Dinky Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Well, I'm taking Algebra 2 in a foreign language. Oh, so you can talk to unicorns? <laughs> uh, exactly. Unless they're French. Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find the classes he really needed. Getting into college doesn't happen magically. Learn more at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. I'm Sam. Dylan. Forrest. Kaiser. Logan. Jeremiah. And you're listening to WSUM 19.7 FM Madison, the snake on the lake. And welcome back to Do It Live, the most connected radio show on the planet. And we're here right now live at HSLC, 750 Highland Ave, uh, right inside the University Bookstore, adjacent to our fabulous tech store and help desk satellite locations yeah. here. And we should probably talk about them just a little bit because uh, not quite a year ago, we uh, had this little venture here with the University Bookstore. Yeah. And they've given us a small spot out in front of their store. And we have a tech store and help desk area. Yeah. And yeah, you, we do. And so you, if you don't, you know, if you don't live near Computer Sciences or the Memorial Union, if you're out here doing your part to become a doctor or a nurse or a pharmacist. Or if or, you just happen to live out on the west side. Yeah, maybe just live out here. Then this is or the easy place. And it's convenient on the way home. Yeah. Then this is the easy place to drop off your machine, get some help, buy some stuff. You know, they've got uh, a full showroom here with a bunch of uh, neat little toys for you to play around with. So, I mean, it's it's quite awesome. And there is, you know, if you might be able to hear this faintly in the background, but there is constantly jazz playing. <laughs> so if you are a jazz enthusiast, then this is the place for you. Yep. And they're open on Saturdays. Oh, that's true. They are open they on Saturdays. 10 to 3 on Saturdays and 7.45 to 5.30 Monday through Friday. That's right. Um, and, you know, i got to say, my favorite... I, I've worked out here a few times at the help desk, and my favorite part about this whole place is in the cafeteria. I kid you not, in the cafeteria, there is a make-your-own-smoothie machine. A oh. what machine? A smoothie machine. Yeah, you can make your make own. Make your own. You make your own. And you, they have you, tons of flavors. It's amazing. All you do is you get a cup, you put the cup down, and then you dial in a flavor. So you can, there's like, I don't know, there's like nine flavors. A cherry, root beer, vanilla, you know. And then it, it does its magic. And it's like, so wait, are these smoothies or are they milkshakes? Uh, you, uh, something, there's something. They're, they're a there's beverage. Also a, there's also a soft serve machine, which is my personal favorite. Ooh. Yeah. Mm, but yes. the cool thing is that you can you can mix and match the smoothies. So if you wanted to make a cherry root beer smoothie, <laughs> oh boom, <wow>. boom, <laughs> there you go. Just hit it twice. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and speaking of beverages, we should say that uh, anyone who contacts us mm-hmm. uh, at – okay, so here today, everyone listening out there, this is your chance. If you're a shy person, you didn't want to call in you know, and give your opinion – all you have to do today is email us, radio at doit.wist.edu. Uh, ask us a question while we're on air or give us a topic for a, a show in the future, and you will win a gift card to a pressed bean beverage company. Yes, indeed. That is greater than $24.99. How could you turn that down? You can How buy so much beverage do, with that. You just have to send one email. That's all you have to do and, right and, now. And you have to be affiliated with University of Wisconsin-Madison in some way, shape, or form. That's true. That's true. But so. send send an email if you're if you're affiliated. Yeah, please do. And then do. you have won yourself a gift card. That's all you have to do. Just come up with a quick question. Yeah. In fact, I got email up right now, so I'm going to hit get mail. Ty's get ready, ready to nothing. go. Nothing. Nothing. No. We're still waiting. Okay. Well, in the meantime, while we're waiting, we will read. I will read our three disclaimers here because we already made Ross do it the first time he was here. <laughs> but um, for this particular radio broadcast, uh, they go something like this. Uh, number one, the opinions expressed on this program do not reflect the views of WSUM, the University of Wisconsin-Madison, or its Board of Regents. Number two, the products and services discussed are provided by the Division of Information Technology, also known as DOIT, and other university departments, as well as drawings and giveaways, may only be available to students, faculty, staff, or those currently affiliated with UW-Madison. And our last and final disclaimer is participants of this broadcast may offer opinions or recommendations. However, they do not endorse, nor has any consideration been provided on behalf of the products or services discussed. And, uh, yeah, the general manager of the station, Mr. Black, sat me down because last week we didn't read those. So oh, no. He, he took out his ruler and made threatening gestures towards me. So. Well, last, last week Apple did ship me some Apple-branded boxers, so I might have gotten consideration <laughs> for last no, week. No, you're kidding me. I am totally kidding. Okay, good. Yeah. That would have been amazing, though. If Apple that is listening right now, be. I need a few pairs. So 
Uh, oh, medi- wow. Men's medium. TMI, dude. <laughs> men's medium. No. Okay, no. I, I said, sorry, we've disclaimed Undo. already. Undo. All right, Sand- anyway. Sandy, so. hit that button quick. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just kidding. So uh, so Ross Ross Yankee here is in the studio with us. Yeah, we're talking about textbooks, and you've got an event coming up here all related to e-textbooks and other technology-related things, correct? Beyond textbooks. Whoa. Whoa. Uh, what, beyond what, textbooks? Beyond textbooks. Beyond, yeah. What are you talking about publishing overall, right? Yeah, about uh, e- e-book creation or creation specifically for the iPad. Oh. So a- it's actually going to be an Apple session. Mm-hmm. Hopefully a, a hands-on seminar that will be held at the Pile Center next Wednesday. That's the 18th of May. 18th, correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so... You'll be able to go in there and hopefully come back out with a little bit of a working knowledge about how to transfer, uh, set up documents um, on the iPad. Cool. And other iOS devices. Cool. Very neat. And before that, if you need a keyboard, you should stop by the tech store at HSLC. <laughs> or for a yeah. keyboard for your iPad? Yeah, you for your iPad. You can get just a Bluetooth wireless keyboard. Sure, sure. Or there's also specifically a keyboard that has an iPad dock built into it as well. Mm-hmm. So it holds the iPad while mm-hmm. you type. That's right at a nice angle. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can also go to our regular location. Our main location is at 1210 West Dayton Street, which is uh, next to the brand new Union South where you can get all sorts of lovely ice cream. They don't have a make-your-own-smoothie machine there, though. No. So no. If, you, if you can, come out to the hospital here. You come should. And, and we are literally just down the hall from the cafeteria. So if you're hungry, you're steps away from all sorts of very healthy eating. Mm-hmm. Well, smoothies, maybe not that healthy. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> hey, so, so, uh, uh, e-books. Again, Let's yeah. talk about e-books. Yeah, and what, t- what time is this uh, presentation happening, Ron? Well, there's going to be two sessions. There's going to be a morning session uh, at 9 a.m., the Pile Center, and then if you can't make that, there's going to be a 5.30 session as well. It just repeats of each other Oh, awesome! on, on May 18th. Okay, great. Neat. And if yeah. you want to, the, the website for that is tinyurl.com forward slash do it e-pub. Do it e-pub, as in publishing. Yep. Right. So check that out. tinyurl.com slash do it e-pub. They would like you to pre-register so you can go there and yeah, and uh, sign up for that. So the iPad offers us a new way to read books, and that's what we're talking about today mm-hmm. is e-publishing and, and the new sort of way that you get print out to everybody. Well, iPad, iPod, Kindle. I mean, there's a lot of different the e-readers. Nook. The Nook. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, forgot, I almost forgot the about Nook. the Nook. Yeah. Yep. So, so uh, I'm... Are you a big uh, ebook reader, Adam? Do you do you read a lot of ebooks? I don't actually. You, you know, don't have the Twilight series I, just I, I, right you know, at your fingers. I have the iPad here, and I did download the, some of the free books off uh-huh. of the store, which I really thought is great um, that they're offering up some of the classic novels mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. Apple's iBook. Um, I don't know. Is it iBook? Is it the, it's the, the iBook store? iBook store. Yeah. 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 So, and Ross, how about you? You you an ebook ebook guy? I, I do. I, what I like to do is I like to take longer articles that I find out on the web, and then I transfer them as a PDF on to the iPad or iPhone, so uh, later on I can read them in, in my leisure. Um, very neat. Very easy to do. Yeah. And Teresa? I don't know. I'm still I'm still struggling to read things on my phone. <laughs> I never learned to read. Oh, I shouldn't have inserted that pause. Uh, anyway. No, because the screen on this I think is too small, and I'm sitting here like, staring at my phone, and I don't have an ebook reader. I still just oh. read oh. paper. What? Paper. See, okay, uh, so I guess paper. I'm. The- I still go with the dead tree format. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm the only person then amongst all these all, all of you people here that uh, that actually I I read ebooks quite a bit. Yeah, I, I, ever I, since I got my iPod, and I just have the old. You know, the, I don't have an iPhone, I don't have an iPad, I just have the iPod with the, with the O. And you were telling me that when you went to Hawaii the last time, you had put a bunch of books on your phone. Oh, yeah. And read through the whole plane ride. Yep, yeah, I read, uh, well, there was an app that I downloaded back before Apple came out with the iBooks called Classics, uh, and it was a free app, and basically what it is is it's like, uh, I want to say it's like maybe... 15 or 20 classic books. You've got like Alice in Wonderland, Through the Looking Grass, <laughs> grass the, the Looking, looking grass. glass, Robinson Crusoe, Paradise Lost. Uh, these are just some that I've already read. Um, so I've already read all these. Hound of the Baskervilles, uh, Metamorphosis, this, Flatland, Dracula, Wizard of Oz. Your English professors would be so proud. Art Wouldn't of they? War, Call of the Wild, they? Treasure Island. I mean, and... And you'd think, oh my gosh, these are like 500, 600 page books. These are going to take me forever. If you really think about 
you know, the time of the day that, you know, you're, you're, you're on the bus or you're sitting waiting for your coffee yeah. or, you know, visiting the bathroom, you know, trying to something like that. You know, you can, you can pull out a book at any point and just boom, mm-hmm. read it. There you go. Even if you read just a few pages and it'll, uh, it obviously automatically saves where you're at. Um, so I used that uh, for a while, and then I switched over to the iBooks, mm-hmm. um, the, the new Apple iBooks kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I bought a few books, and uh, uh, it's pretty cool. Very neat. It's pretty well, neat. if you do have an iPhone or an iPad at home and you do read yeah. books on there, just be careful. Like most things you're doing on your phone, that you avoid doing these things when you're driving and or when you're walking, walking. <laughs> across the street. <laughs> Amen, sister. Yes. Be yeah. careful around, especially food and liquids. Yeah, and and we should um, also say that it's not iPhones or iPads only because the the Kindle has sort of been the game-changing mm-hmm. device here mm-hmm. uh, that Amazon came out with a few years ago, and they're now down to the sub-$200, sub-$150 price point. Mm-hmm. And everybody has them, and I think this is one of those times where we kind of have to look a little bit farther out from not just our local situation here, but to the world as well, mm-hmm. because... It is a connected world, and all of these technologies are available. And frankly, we are only 300 million people here in the U.S. There's one billion people in India. There's another billion people in China. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot more market. And I saw when I was at CES back in January, a lot of folks who, I mean, I make these assumptions, but who are probably not from here because it is the international CES show, had a lot of Kindles. There were a lot of people who had their Kindles who were reading their newspapers, reading books, Mm -hmm. exactly what Ty said, on the bus. And downtime, when you want to have a break from what you're doing, you mm-hmm. just sort of pick up this thing, mm-hmm. and you have books available at the, the touch of your button. And the, the nice thing that the Kindles did originally, which I think was really smart, is that they made it um, part of the wireless service. It wasn't, it wasn't something where you needed Wi-Fi. You could just be anywhere that you roughly had cell phone service, and you could download books. And now they have Wi-Fi-only options. But the first way was really nice because it was just very easy. You said, I want mm-hmm. it. It went. You got it, and there's your book. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if anybody has, uh, if anybody out there has not yet seen uh, a Kindle, or I, I think the Nook has the same technology, but the e-ink technology, mm-hmm. that is super cool. Oh, it's so cool! Super cool. Yeah, so we should probably describe a little bit about what e-ink is, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's, it's a matte finish screen, so it's kind of got a white background to it, and it's uh, sort of LCD, so it's sort of like your old calculator display, you might think. Yeah, yeah. I'd say it's more like that. And and what happens is it's sort of when it changes. Uh, the the page when you flip a page on your ebook, the screen sort of goes all black and then comes back and wipes out everything except the text that's left there. So you've got a nice black text text on a nice matte white background. But it's sort and of a gray color though. It's, it's kind not of, it's, it's not, not a very really bright white, white like right. like on your computer. That's true. And, and that the beauty of it is it's like reading a book. It's as easy on your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no there's no backlight on it. That's yeah. that's the idea on the iPad, on the iPod, those kind of things. And the Nook Color. And the Nook well. Color, uh, they 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 have a backlight. So when you have that that on, when you're reading it, you are consuming battery. You are consuming uh, energy. Mm-hmm. However, with the Amazon Kindle and whatnot, uh, uh, and the Nook, I, I think maybe maybe the Nook. The I, I've never one, yeah, I think the original one. E-ink, all, the only time you use the battery is when you, when you flip the page. Correct. It kind of, it, like an easy, an easy analogy for me was if you've ever seen those um, emergency signs like on the highway where they have, you know, one side's black, one side's uh, yellow or, or, or whatever when, when it comes through. Um, the, you know, it, as, it, as if it wants to change like to a, <laughs> if it wants to change like a, uh, uh, to a word, it'll flip over a few of those uh, blacks, black ones to yellow. Oh, really? You know, and then and then you have like a H. You know, <laughs> it's flipped over the black oh, one yeah. line, two yeah, line, I and the line in the center. It's kind of like it's kind of like that with the e ink. Uh, it just goes through and and activates areas of the the matte finish background, uh, and and makes it black or mm-hmm. makes it look like ink. So. That's that's the only time you're using power, which yeah. is great. And then you, it lasts for days and days and days without having to be recharged. My friend had mm-hmm. uh, my friend had a Kindle, and he used it for 45 days straight um, without having to charge it at all. And I oh, mean, he wow. was he was using it 
constantly. He was wow. on trips. He, he took a trip, and he's just using it every day. He used it for 45 days. Huh. Didn't have to charge it once. That's really cool. So, yeah, And the, the other thing that we're talking about is where this content is stored. Because as Teresa was saying earlier, why have it on the shelf if it's available to you mm-hmm. in electronic form anytime? Right. Yep for instant consumption, and then there's no waste associated with it. You don't have right. to worry about chopping down trees and making paper and then t- what to do with that paper once you're done with it. Right. Mm-hmm. But then also the other question that comes with that is, what if you want to lend this book to your friend? Sure. True. What if you want to get your book signed by the author? Oh, have you got, oh, I didn't even think about that. I didn't think have you about heard about that No, so let me tell you, this is the other piece of news that we can I can extol to you guys is that um, one of the features that the Nook is coming out, which is by Barnes and Noble, uh-huh. is the ability for you to go and with a stylus have an author sign your ebook. <laughs> <laughs> they announced this about two weeks really? ago. Yes, indeed. So uh, you can look it up if you so want to. They can still do book signings. <laughs> so you can still do book signings. So that's still a draw to get people in the bookstores because we've seen that too. I think even down on U- University Ave that borders closed. Yeah, bookstores, yeah. which is really sad in my opinion, are starting to close, and it's tough because you still want to go to the bookstore. Oh, I love looking at books at the at the store, being able to open it up and you know get a preview of it, whatever. But you now know that the bookstore doesn't have everything you want. You just know it. When oh, you yeah. walk into that store, you know you have limited options. Well, and whenever, it can't and, have everything that and the internet Even if have. you find what you're looking for, you, when you pick it up and you look at that price tag, you think to yourself, there's that little voice in the back of your mind saying, could I get this cheaper on Amazon? Yeah, there is. And why do you think they have the computer kiosk right as you walk in the door? You know, at, mm-hmm. at, at Borders. Yeah. It right smack in front of you was this computer thing. I mean, it helped you find stuff in the store, but it was also the idea that you could order it and have it shipped to the store as well. Mm-hmm. well and here's another thing about the ebook revolution that, depending on the asp- depending on where you're looking at it from, could be good or bad. Is that just like Steam and the you know digital content distribution revolution that we're going through right now, where things are being delivered to your computer without mm-hmm. going to a store, you're buying a game and you just buy it. It goes downloads right to your computer. Right. Just with the same with ebooks. It can cut out the middleman completely. Mm. The, pub- the the person who wrote the book can put it up on, you know, uh, I, the iBook Place or Amazon Kindle, mm-hmm. you know, Marketplace or anything like that, for probably a, a, a much, much, much smaller fee than I, to actually have it printed out. I think on actually on, have it right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. shipped to the store. Actually have you know people sell it in the store. It's it's so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. To do that and to have millions and millions and millions of people be able to download your book mm-hmm. than to actually make physical copies. So, I mean, A, you're, you know, you're getting the, this. You could possibly get it for cheaper mm-hmm. uh, on the good side, on the bad side of things. Like we were saying, you know, bookstores might be closing down. Bookstores may be a thing of the past if you think right. about it. And we, we, we know someone who's a writer who puts yeah. this stuff online. Uh-huh. And... You know, he he's talked to us about a lot of these things, a lot of these aspects. But I think overall, he gets a higher return on items that are sold online. Oh, definitely. Um, I think uh, iTunes and Amazon they offer what seventy percent profit you get back. Yeah. They take the other thirty, <laughs> and given the ease of it, that's amazing. And, and it's, you know, it's the same thing with music, and it's the same thing with uh, video games. You can just have. You know, you can distribute your content very easily on the internet, mm-hmm. and you know, if you got a viral marketing or something, people come download your stuff, and you didn't have to sell that to a store. You didn't have to have somebody, you know, sell that to a customer. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to pay the the company. You didn't have to pay their employees. You mm-hmm. got pretty much all of your profit. Boom, right there. Yeah. Hey, you're listening to Do It Live. We are going to take a very short little time out, and we will be back right after this. My sport is football, but my passion is education. So every year, I take promising high school students on a college tour. It shows them that there's a whole world beyond their own. But what's even better is that most of these kids decide college is for them. My name is Namdi Asmoa. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Find out how you can live united for education. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. With an adapter for DVI. And welcome back to Do It Live. 
right here from HSLC at 750 Highland Ave. Attached to the hospital, and we're here to serve your needs. If you do have a problem with your computer, don't forget that you can come by our help desk and repair representatives here at HSLC as well as at the Memorial Union at 800 Langdon Street, and you can drop off your machines if there's something going wrong with that. So, oh. And uh, also, this is a final call uh, to anybody listening out there. Seriously, email us a topic or email us a question at radio at doit.westcity.du. No one has emailed so far. If you email, if you're the first one to email, just get, get on your email and email right now. I'm going to give you a gift certificate to uh, a caffeinated beverage connoisseur made out of pressed beans. All right. So excellent. Do it. Email yes. us. Don't hesitate. We're nice people. So we wanted to signal the return of our latest segment, which is awesome or lame. Yay! Ta-da. Yeah. It's yay, mediocre applause for everyone. They kind of like it. And uh, so we wanted to go around, and if you want to email us something that you have, a piece of technology that you have used within the last week that you find to be either awesome or lame, you could win yourself a lovely caffeinated pressed bean beverages. It's a little hard for uh, harder for the folks here because we're going to try and ask them for something they've used more recently than that. Yeah. But, oh, uh, I got something. You oh, got, I, got, I, got something. I got something right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you? Yeah. What's that? Well, ladies first, Teresa. Oh, okay. So, recently I acquired an iPod Nano. <gasps> a new iPod Nano? Ooh. Oh, yeah. One of the new iPod Nanos. Little square ones with the clip on the back. Mm. And I got one of the red ones, the product red. Oh. So, uh, one of the first things I got with it was a actually a wristwatch band. Basically, the, the iPod Nano pops into the wristband. So you can wear it like a watch, and and not surprisingly, Apple, um, it's built into the software to allow you to, when you press the button to wake up the iPod Nano, it automatically displays the time. So it really is a watch. That that freaked me out the first time that I was looking at it, too, because she handed it to me, and uh, and she's like, look at this. And I and I turn it on, and it's just a watch, and I'm like, wow, cool. So it like play, does it play music? How do you play? How do you get it to play music? And I was pressing all the buttons and it just showed the watch. Mm-hmm. That's all it showed. Uh, and then, you, and she's like, it's a touchscreen. Oh, I was swiping it. Start swiping through it. And uh, what I've already used this for where the wristband's been very uh, helpful is I go running uh, fairly frequently. Mm-hmm. And so um, you okay. just plug your headphones into the side and I have the Nike Plus adapter. So I plug that into the side uh-huh. and then you put the little adapter on your shoe and I go running with that. And surprisingly, I, I used to have an iPod Nano. That was my, that was the one before I had. I had before this one. It was a previous generation. It was about four years old. Yeah. And I don't know. It'd be hit or miss with how accurate it was. But actually, I think because I have the new iPod, the the technology's gotten better for recording the for when I go running. It's, oh. It's actually a bit better now. So it's pretty cool. It uploads to the Nike Plus website. And then I can see all of the runs that I've gone on. Mm-hmm. And you can share it with friends. You can share it on Facebook. Um, so this is just a really neat little device. Cool. Well, I'm gonna have to wait till it gets like a parkour pedometer. A parkour pedometer. <laughs> yeah, you could put your, it on your, your foot. Your newest I don't... interest, parkour. Yeah, it's my newest interest. Well, I mean, it's got a pedometer, and then also the Nike Plus iPod for running. So yeah. the pedometer is specifically for walking. But it'd be interesting to see what it thinks <laughs> you did. Yeah, put it on my put it on my uh, wrist and go, or put it on my leg and go go do parkour for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And, and it like, also this thing also has a built-in. Five hundred miles. This also has a built-in <laughs> radio. Like an FM wow. radio, so you plug in the headphones and the antennas <laughs> in the headphones. So if you missed a uh, if you missed an awesome show on ninety one point seven WSUM Madison, you could just boom, there it is. That's right. If you have an iPod Nano and you go out running during our show, you can still listen. Yeah, We're no here. excuse now, guys. No excuse. No excuse. <laughs> oh, I have to wash my hair. There's radio. You've got a radio in the shower. <laughs> I gotta go running. Uh, you got a radio on your wrist now. That's absolutely yeah. right. Stop. There were a Stop lot of those, excuses. but I think the one that you have, we'll have to post a picture of that on our website. I think that's by far the coolest holder that there is out there. Really? Yeah. You think so? I don't know. It looks nice. like a watch from the 80s that you get, well, but how are you get gonna... in like a hey, cereal box. this is cool, and you're just jealous. <laughs> I guess so. Everything <laughs> you know retro you is this. new again. <laughs> nice. My, so do I, do I have time to yeah, do you my got time. Yeah, okay. sure. All right. So my awesome or lame uh, that I've used in the past week is actually uh, an Adobe product, Adobe After Effects. Oh, um, yeah. Which I think is awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. I think Adobe After Effects is awesome. It's, it's uh, for those of you who don't know what it is out there, it's, have you ever, you know, if you've ever watched a uh, major film and, you know, you've, you're interested in how people 
throw in those extra effects at the end, like uh, set extensions, like it looks like you're you know on a big giant planet, or or maybe they green screened a bunch of stuff, and you know you're uh, there's explosions behind you or something like that. You can actually put that in in After Effects, and I gotta say, it is a lot easier than I thought it was. Oh, really? You know, you, you take a look at some things uh, for video, and you're like, oh gosh, you know, a team of animators must have worked on that for like a month and had to do it all by hand. And turns out they just did it in After Effects in five minutes. It mm. was, you know, it's 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 amazing. Um, there's an awesome website if anybody's interested in getting into. Um, after Effects and, you know, want to learn it. This is how I learned it. I went to this website. It's called videocopilot.net. Um, <laughs> and it, they, the guy who runs it actually has, like, a, a good, I don't know, he's got, like, 140 tutorials that are, like, a half an hour long Ooh. on how to do everything that you can possibly want to do in After Effects. And uh, very straightforward and very fun to watch, mm, just nice. what he can do in, in a half an hour or less. You, nice. know? you got you got anything for Osmer Lane quickly, Ross? Oh, yeah. I have a new app on my iPhone called Looper. Oh, Looper. Looper, yeah. to make so, your own loops on music? Yeah, you can do all sorts of loops. Uh, you can do all freeform loops, but I use it to, to practice my ukulele. Oh, very cool. <laughs> practice your ukulele? <laughs> I was, was going to yeah. say, are you, I didn't, I didn't know, know you had a ukulele. So wow. I'm learning tequila. So I can play, put down the, the beat, then I can oh, very get nice. that looping. Oh, that's awesome. And then, wow. I, and then I can play the lead part. You I'm going to make, make you play tequila the next time I see you. Okay. You should you should have him come out for, as a guest on one of your for your band. Oh, yeah. Next show you guys do, right. yeah. sure. there you guest go. ukulele. Yeah. Well, boy, folks, we've again run out of time. Thanks so much for being here, uh, Ross. Thanks for coming out and being sure. our second uh, or our first non-consecutive guest. <laughs> All right. And if anyone is still here, we're going straight to the Make Your Own Smoothie Machine right after this <laughs> broadcast, so uh, let's go. A, thanks for all your awesome news, Teresa. Appreciate it. Sure, no As problem. always. And um, we wanted to thank a few other folks. We wanted to thank our management team at the Division of Information Technology, Perry Brunelli, Ryan Hansen, Edward Hoover, Brian Kister, Jack Leepak, Ty Leto, Neil Mack, Howie Mead, Mark Nessel, Brian Rust, and Bill Zimmerman. The Director of User Services is Kathy O'Brien, and Do It's Chief Operating Officers, John Krogman. Our Interim CIO and Vice Provost for Information Technology is Joanne Berg. Today's broadcast was produced by Ty Christian, Sandy Cyberlick, and Adam Wiesenfarth, along with assistance from Laura Grady, Teresa Saldana, and Nathan Cohen. And... Dan Collins, Matthew Sirianni, and the Nates, Harrison Weber, and Zastro. Our on-air producer and director of e-communications is Matt Rockwell, and our theme music is from Conan. The executive producer of Do It Live is Jesse LeGrew. <laughs> Join us again next week right here on 91.7 FM, WSUM, The Snake on the Lake, where we will be talking about networking and all of the ways that you can get internet to yourself and how the internet actually works, what fiber optic cable is, uh, what a router does, all that good stuff. We'll have some experts in from Do It to talk about that. And we will look forward to seeing you right there at uh, 2 p.m. Thursday. And stay tuned for the Rock and Soul Oasis. There's a destination a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low, the jigsaw jazz and the get fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans that just clap your hands or just clap your hands. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where's that? I got two turntables and a That was a good drum break. Pick yourself up off the side of the road with the elevator bones and your whip flash tones. Members only hypnotizers move through the room like ambulance drivers. Shine your shoes with your microphone blues. Your suits with your parachute boots. Passing the Gucci from coast to coast. Like a man get Wilson. Both ways, ACDCs.